Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. I train you to speak English fluently. You speak English confidently. You speak English powerfully. You speak English effortlessly. When you join my VIP program, join and train with my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit to my VIP program. You will succeed. And remember, VIP members will also get, as an extra bonus, you will get the recordings of my movie lessons, my movie technique lessons. So it's an extra bonus for you, VIP members. Another reason to commit to the VIP program. At EffortlessEnglishClub.com, that's where you join, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Today, we're going to talk about vocabulary learning, how to learn a lot of vocabulary, English vocabulary, (laughs) uh, very, very quickly. It's a common question I get constantly, almost uh, every show when I talk about English learning, uh, somebody always asks me, how can I learn vocabulary faster? What's the best way to learn vocabulary? How can I learn a lot of vocabulary? How can I learn vocabulary for TOEFL? How can I learn vocabulary for IELTS? You get the idea. Vocabulary is very, very, very important. I think um, you can make a good argument that vocabulary is more important than grammar. And why, why, how can I say that? Because I think that without vocabulary, you cannot communicate. I mean, I guess you can do sign language, (laughs) draw pictures, but you can't really speak anything. Without grammar, you can still communicate. It's possible. You can use totally wrong grammar, but if you have vocabulary, you can communicate. Maybe not super clearly, but you could say bus, where, stop, go, need I. Okay, so it's all wrong grammar, but, you know, someone might be able, if they were patient, to figure out you're looking for the bus stop and how to go there. Or, you know, you could kind of communicate even with no grammar at all, but if you've got, if you know a lot of words. So, of course you want both. Of course you want both. But overall, I'd say that the vocabulary is the more important one, having lots of words and understanding them, and, and then, of course, having the common ones that you can also use, I think that's more important than having great grammar. Now, we're live on YouTube as usual. Now, guys, I just want to also point out here, if you're watching, follow me on gab.com, gab.com, AJ Hogue, gab.com, AJ Hogue. That's where you ask questions. If you you want to give me a suggestion, you want to ask a question, then you want to meet other members. Some of you want to meet other members and have like a conversation partner, you know, you, so you can practice chatting in English on uh, Skype, for example, or Line or whatever app you want to use. Um, so how do you meet other Effortless English members? You know they follow the code. 
Well, get on my gab. Get on my gab. That's where you're going to meet other Effortless English members. That's where you can follow me. That's where you can ask me questions. You can give me suggestions for show topics, people to interview, all of this stuff. Gab.com slash AJ Hogue. AJ Hogue on Gab. That's me. Today we are live on, what are we on today? YouTube. We're live on YouTube and we have all the usual suspects checking in and saying hi. I'm going to skip the introductions today, guys. We're going to jump into the topic and then I will come back and review your questions and comments as always. So let's just talk about the topic. Vocabulary. Vocabulary. I'm just going to give you this, I'm going to give you kind of a challenge today, actually, a challenge. In fact, I think we might do this as an official uh, Effortless English challenge. Just for fun, just for fun. Don't make it into something serious. Don't make it something to stress about, just for fun. So I like, we like to do these challenges in Effortless English. In the past, we've done challenges that are not connected to English. They're usually something with fitness. Like the one that we, the most famous one we did, the most fun one we did was about walking or running. And we counted the number of, I can't remember, we counted hours or miles. I think it was miles, kilometers. And uh, a lot of us, we uh, just, uh, we joined in and then every day we would count, we would keep track, how long did we walk or run that day? At that time, I was training for the Camino de Santiago, so I was doing a lot. Kaula, our great member, a VIP member in Turkey, was also doing a huge amount of, uh, I think she was doing walking mostly, but I think she might jog too. But anyway, it was really fun, and it kind of motivated people to get outside and go walking and, of course, listen to English at the same time. So I thought maybe we could do something like this again. We could do something like this again, um, but... We could do two challenges. One would be connected to English. So one would be some kind of English challenge. And uh, the other one would be fitness, something with fitness. So for the English one, I have two ideas. Uh, idea number one would be listening time. So every day you would count how many minutes or hours you listened to English. So you would count every day. We have to we'll find some website where everybody could enter, you know, their amount. We can track it somewhere. And then, uh, you know, maybe we do it for three months, a three-month challenge. And then we just see, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's a competition. There are no prizes or anything. It's just for fun. But we could just kind of kind of encourage each other. You could see some people will be doing a lot of hours. Maybe that will motivate you to do more. And maybe we have a little fun competition. Who can get the most hours of listening? So that's one. The other thing, the other idea I have, instead of listening, do the same thing but with reading. So reading English. First, I thought we would maybe we could... Uh, track we could record our uh, number of pages but that's not fair because you know every book has different size pages so I think time again is the better one how many hours or how many minutes per day reading English and yes some people read more slowly and some quicker but you know this is for fun and motivation it's not so serious so maybe we could do you know hours of or minutes of reading and we kind of just keep track and keep added up and see who will have the most time of reading in three months and I guess 
I guess we could do both. <laughs> we could even do reading and listening. We could have reading and listening both. And those of you who love listening more want to focus on that. And, you know, anyway, this is my idea. I, we'll talk about it. Tell me on Gab. We'll discuss this idea and we'll figure out how to do it. But today I want to talk about vocabulary. How do you learn vocabulary fast, fast, fast and lots of it in a short time? And the very best way is indeed reading a huge amount reading lots and lots of pages of English, reading lots and lots of books in English. Easy books, medium difficulty, difficult books, magazines, newspapers, basically anything and everything. Reading, reading, reading huge, huge amounts. This is the best way to improve your vocabulary. Not flashcards, I don't like flashcards. You know, maybe you can do a little bit if you like that kind of thing, but I, I, I honestly don't like it and I don't think it's the fastest. I really do think the fastest is just to read a huge amount of stuff. So, this is what we call, again, we talked about this recently, it's called wide learning, right? We have deep and wide. Deep is when you're repeating a lot. You're repeating the same thing many, many, many times. That's part of any skill, you have to do that. Right, you've got to, you know, for example, with uh, our Effortless English lessons, I encourage you to listen, 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 to repeat every lesson, to repeat every audio many, many, many times as deep learning. So it really gets, sinks in there, gets into your brain deeply. But on the other hand, for vocab, just learning a huge number of words, um, we have the other strategy, which is wide, which is just large amounts, not repeating each thing so much, not really repeating so much, but just doing a huge number of books, magazines, comic books, anything. And so this is my challenge to you. What I want, I would like you to do is in the next three months, during the next three months, starting today, just try to read as much English as you can. And don't worry if you can't understand everything. So for example, you might try reading Brave New World in English. That's a difficult book, it is. So do your best. Do your best. You're probably not going to understand all the words. That's okay. Sometimes you might not even understand whole paragraphs. You don't really, especially that book. Um, again, don't worry about it. Just do your best. Get through. Finish the book. Watch my book club videos. I'll teach you what the story's about. Then read another book and another book and another book and another book. You could read some books that are easy, that are more for children, like the Goosebumps books, Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, all those kinds of books. And you could read more that ones that are for adults, like Brave New World. Overall, you know, nonfiction's easier, generally. So you could go back, you could read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, read the whole thing in English only. Read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad only in English. And any other books, read Tony Robbins books, read lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of books in English. Now one more, uh, let me give you a few things to make this easier. It's easier to read e-books, electronic books. And the reason is this, uh, most e-readers, I'm going to use Kindle as an example. In fact, let me see, I'll even pull my, show you my Kindle on the screen if you're watching. All right, let me see if I can get my Kindle on the screen. Um, yeah, this is Brave New World. Well, actually, no, let me show you. Uh, let me pull up a Spanish book because this will give you more of an idea. Uh, where is it? I think I just saw one. Uh, 
Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. Where are my Spanish books? One second. Let me just find one of my Spanish books because I'll show you. It's the same idea for you using English. First of all, what you want to do with Kindle, you need a dictionary. Okay, so you need a dictionary. And um, here we go. So you need a dictionary. Um, you can. There, you have two choices. If you're fairly advanced, you're fairly advanced. You feel confident with your English. You can just use the English to English dictionary, right? So Kindle is the Amazon reader for electronic books. Um, I think there's one called EPUB uh, that Kobo uses. That many uh, there's an open source one also. But both of these they have like dictionaries, and you can buy. Uh, or often they're free, you can download other dictionaries. If you are advanced, you can just use English to English. But if you, uh, if that's too difficult for you, then just use a translation dictionary. So like when I was doing Spanish, I used a Spanish to English dictionary. And why am I... I can see I haven't done Spanish in a long time because they're all at the bottom of my library here. <laughs> All right, one second. I just got to find a book in Spanish. Come on, where are they? What the heck? Sorry, guys. It's just taking me a minute to find a book. Oh, here it is. Six. Whoops, what the heck? Ah! They got it. Mm, okay, here it is. All right, I'm downloading it now, and here we go. Gotcha. Screenshot. Here we go. So, here you go. You see a page in Spanish. If you're watching on video, this is a page in Spanish. So, let's see. Uh, I'm going to read. I'm trying to learn Spanish, and I want to pra- read this book. But the problem is, my Spanish is not very good. I don't know much uh, vocabulary. So, what can I do? I can just click a word. So, it starts out, el propósito. What does propósito mean? I don't know. So, I can, in my ebook, I just double click it and look what happens. A dictionary. Well, it's got a, it's downloading a dictionary. But there's also a little thing for settings. If you can see on my screen, it's right now, it's downloading a Spanish to Spanish dictionary. If my Spanish was really good, I would just use that. But my Spanish is not so good. So, instead, I would want to use a Spanish to English dictionary, which I don't see one right here, so I'd have to buy one. But anyway, you can see that it gives me a definition in Spanish. Animo o intención de hacer o de hacer algo. So, the intention to do something. And it's related to... uh, you know, like the English word propose. So, why do this? Because it's so fast, that's why. So what I would do, uh, reading the book, and I, I have to, I'd have to change the settings on my other, uh, on my, um, my phone, I have the setting already, I have a Spanish to English dictionary. Uh, so it's very easy. So if I'm reading, and I see this word proposito, I don't know what it means. So I would, on my phone, I use my finger, I tap it, and the dictionary pops up and immediately shows me a translation. It shows me the word in English. So I just, I don't try to memorize it. I don't try to, uh, I don't write it down. I just, 
understand. Ah, okay, it means an intention to do something, you know. And uh, like proposition, proposition in English. So it's very easy in English to Spanish. But anyway, I just, I understand the meaning and then I just continue to read. I don't try to memorize it at all. I just continue reading the rest of the sentence. I see another word. I don't know. Ah, I just tap it again. Boom. The dictionary shows me the meaning. Aha, uh -huh, now I get it. I keep going. In this way, I will generally understand the basic meaning of the sentences and overall of the paragraphs and the books. But I'm not trying to memorize word by word. I'm just going through and I'm just trying to read as many pages as possible every day. Now sometimes in, with a difficult book, I might not understand the sentence. Like I'm tapping every word, I'm getting the translation, but the whole sentence doesn't make sense. I, it, it, it's still, I'm kind of confused. What do I do? I just keep going. Just ignore it. I'll do my best. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know. I'll guess maybe. And I just keep reading. You know, for example, with idioms, this might happen. If you're reading a book, it has idioms. Okay, you tap each word, you know, you don't understand. Now you understand each individual word, but you still don't quite understand the meaning of the sentence. Don't get upset. Don't get stressed. Keep going. Because maybe the next sentence is easier and you will understand it. And in this way, you can gradually go through the whole book. Will you understand the whole book? No. Will you forget a lot of the words, probably most of them. Yes, you will. But still, you will be exposed to so many new words. And many of those new words, many of the new words will repeat. You'll see them again and again and again and again in the book. And maybe after the fifth time or the ninth time or the twelfth time, you'll start to remember. You tap it. You've tapped it 15 times and now you're like, oh yeah, now I kind of I'm starting to remember this word. I keep, I'm seeing it again and again and again and again in this book. And then finally, boom, it'll be in your memory. No flashcards, no painful study. You're just going through this book. And you get to the end of the book. What do you do? Start a new book. Same process again. Start at the beginning, reading, using your ebook reader. You can use an iPad, you know, some kind of pad or, or tablet. You can use a laptop. You can use a desktop. You can use a phone. Doesn't matter. Just make sure you get, get the dictionary that you want. And then you just click or tap every word you don't know, and you just keep going through. Remember, you're not worrying about grammar right now. So for this thing, you're not worrying about grammar at all. You're just trying to understand as much of the book as possible. This is the best way, in my experience, uh, according to the research, uh, certainly with Dr. Krashen and other research that he has studied and compiled, and also many polyglots also recommend this exact method. So for all of these people and all of these reasons, this is what I recommend for you reading just huge amounts your goal is a huge amount of reading it's all quantity not quality quality means you don't care if you understand 20 percent or 99 percent. it doesn't matter your goal is to read lots and lots and lots of pages every day many hours every day many books every day or week or whatever you do this for three months I guarantee, I guarantee you will learn a huge number of new words. I promise you, I guarantee, do it. Do it, do it, do it.
So that's the vocab challenge for reading, reading. Now, at the same time with your listening, you can be repeating a lot. You can do some deep learning with like the VIP lessons or Power English lessons, whatever you're using. You can repeat those a lot and you get that repetition with the hearing, you know, with the listening. That's good too. But try to have a lot of time during the day for the reading, the wide reading, reading as much as you can. It's a good combination, as I said before. And this is especially for people who are getting more advanced and you really want to get a lot more vocabulary. This is what I recommend. All right, very good. Let's go to comments and questions, see what our fans and members say. Pablo Robles says, what do you think about magazines like Reader's Digest? Yes, good. I want to read not so long with each subject. I have interest and fun at the same time. It's also a monthly publication. Pablo, that's perfect. That's perfect. You, you, you follow what you enjoy. So it's an important point. Maybe, yeah, maybe you don't want to read a book. It's too long. It's too much on one topic. So yeah, read, Reader's Digest is great. It's, you, it's got lots of articles, many different topics. Um, it's got nonfiction, maybe some fiction, a big mix, some news stuff. And uh, if you enjoy it, that's the key thing is that you like it. That's the key and most important thing. Read a lot of stuff and that you like, that you like. So yeah, that's right. You don't have to do books. You can do magazines. You, some people like newspapers. Some people are more into sports, so you could read the sports news. You could read American sports news and learn about some American sports, like American football or uh, whatever you enjoy. You can read international sports in English. Um, some of you are more interested in philosophy, and uh, some of you are more interested in fiction and stories. So whatever you like, just read as much as you can. Now, Tuan is asking a good question, and I don't have an answer, but it's, I want to ask this question to everybody. What kind of program do you suggest to track our new habits? Yeah, how do we track the hours or the time? And if we do a fitness challenge, maybe we're tracking, uh, I don't know, wa uh, walking miles, or maybe we're tracking like number of pull-ups, or I don't know what we're going to do. So yeah, uh, I don't know. We need, I need suggestions. Uh... What was the one? We used one for running last time. That was so, that, that's kind of easy. There are a lot of fitness ones, so that's pretty easy. But for tracking like number of hours of reading or, and number of hours of listening, I don't know. So if you know of an app where we can do that, where a lot of us can do it, it's kind of public and, and pref, you know, a free app would be great or very cheap. Uh, please, you know, make a suggestion. Tell me on Gab and I'll share it. Yeah, Fernanda says, I'm very excited about the reading challenge. Me too. So here's, what, here's my promise to you then. I will join this. Now, of course, it's not fair. It's not fair if I read in English. I already read a huge amount. I think I would probably win <laughs> if we were uh, counting English reading hours um, just because I read very fast now and I read a lot. So that's not fair, but I'm starting, I'm working on Japanese now, so I will track my Japanese hours. And I'm a super, 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 super slow Japanese reader. <laughs> super slow. And it's very difficult. I know very few words. Like I probably know about 400 Japanese words, maybe maybe five. Um, so that's more fair. So I'll join it. I'll join you guys. 
I'll do it too, but I'll do it in Japanese. Yeah, like Cleepy says, to acquire a word, to really know it, you read it, must read it 20 times in different sentences. And exactly. This is why the reading way is better than flashcards. Because you're getting the repetition of the word, but you're getting it in different sentences, different situations. So you're actually, it's better for your memory. It's more interesting for your brain. And you're also getting a better feeling for the meaning because you're, you're seeing the word used in many different ways. So it's more powerful long term. You're not learning it, trying to learn it by heart just at one time. Yes, you're right. Yeah, Christy says, since I listened to you about a year ago, you gave advice to read books to improve English. I've read many books, such as Animal Farm, 1984. Oh, that's great. That's a good one. Big one. The Alchemist. It does improve my English. Fantastic, Christy. That's really good. Really good. King Yipso says, it's quite hard spending more than one hour if you're only reading a few pages uh, in the initial stage. Yes, I believe me, I understand. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm at doing with Japanese. It's, it's uh, because it's so difficult for me. Yeah, I can't read for one full hour without stopping. I'm way too tired. So what you do is, in that situation, really anytime, you're, if you're reading something that's very difficult for you, you don't know many words, then you, you kind of have to do smaller pieces, right? Maybe you do 10 minutes, take a break, listen to English or read something else that's easy, then come back, read another 10 or 15 minutes, difficult, then go do something easier again. So you kind of have to give your brain a little bit more of a break if it's something very difficult. I agree. I feel the same way. Like Evgeny says, Evgeny says, uh, just use your smartphone. Yeah, you can do it on the phone, tablet, laptop, desktop. They all have ebook readers. So any any device you have or doesn't matter. MR, what is your advice to academic researchers who write complicated fancy words instead of using simple direct sentences? Stop doing it. They're doing it. Why do they do it? Why? So you're talking about like professors and, you know, academics. They do it to appear intellectual. It's all pretend. Pretend, pretend. The other reason they do it is to hide. They do it to hide the fact that their ideas are actually not that impressive. That their ideas are actually very old and very simple. And possibly that their research... Um, did not find anything very interesting or did not get a good conclusion. So, and that's very common. So what they do is they use super complicated sentences, very complicated vocab to try to make it all sound so much more intellectual and important. So it's a little, it's a game they're playing. Um, so, you know, I could give advice, right? in clear, simple, direct sentences using the simplest, most common vocab that is appropriate. But they, they're not going to listen because they're trying to hide. They're trying to pretend. That's why they do it. Fearless Buffender says, is, is a storybook more beneficial than an article or a magazine? No, I don't think so. Not for vocab. Um, fiction might... Fiction is often 
more difficult, often uh, because the writer's trying to be more artistic and describe, you know, whole scenes. Uh, they might naturally have to use more difficult vocab, more, meaning less common vocab. But um, they're both beneficial. They're both very useful. So focus on what you like. If you don't like stories, then read nonfiction. It doesn't matter. Here's a vocab question. What's the difference, Shadi? What's the difference between judging and criticizing someone? Well, to judge is you make a decision about, you know, are they good or bad? Are they doing something, you know, foolish or intelligent? It's just a, it's, you know, it's, it's a judgment. It's a decision. You are evaluating them. So judgment you might be positive too. So let's say you see somebody and you say, ah, they're very, uh, they're very kind and very uh, intelligent. That's a judgment. That's a judgment. But you might also say, oh, they're very, they're mean and they're stupid. It's also a judgment. <laughs> a criticism is where you're uh, saying something to someone, uh, you're, you're noticing and talking about something they did badly. You're saying, oh, you did this wrong, right? It's more like uh, a little bit kind of like blaming, kind of similar, not exactly the same. And that, so criticizing is always going to be uh, negative in the, in the sense that you're always, you're, you're noticing, you're pointing out, you're talking about something they did wrong, in your opinion. So judging, of course, you want, judging's great. You know, even criticism can be useful, but uh, judging is absolutely necessary. You have to, you judge all day long. You have to judge people, you judge yourself, you judge situations. Uh, we need, ju judgment is a virtue. You know, clear judgment is a very good thing. Iba says, what do you think about reading manga? Do it. Yes, good. What about light novels? Yes, good. I don't like to read heavy books. I think uh, I would fare to adjust books for my taste. It, exactly, but that's exactly what you must do. You must adjust to your own taste. You must read things that you like. So, not what I like or someone else. If you like manga, read manga, man. Read, read manga, graphic novels, comic books. Yes, yes, yes. In fact... Those are very nice because often uh, manga and comic books have very casual conversational style, a conversational style of English, kind of like movies more. And so you, can, you might learn more idioms and slang from comic books. So that's totally fine. You can read comedy. You can, you know, read kind of funny things if you prefer. It's okay. Yeah, Sam85 says, I agree with you about re just reading a lot. I did it with French. It worked. Now I'll try with English. God bless you, AJ. Excellent, Sam. Good. Alexi says, we ha uh, one of my teachers said, we have to use our spelling ability to learn words deeply. What do you think? No, it's the opposite. <laughs> you will learn spelling by reading. That's the best way to learn how to have better spelling in English is to do a huge amount of reading because you'll see the words again and again and again and again. You'll kind of visually, you'll, un, you'll kind of know what the word looks like. So then you'll just spell it correctly. That's exactly how I spell. I'm a very good speller. <laughs> or at least I used to be. <laughs>
Yeah, like Tan says, when I read books, I often tried to understand the meaning of the sentences. It took a lot of time and I quickly got bored. Well, try to understand, of course, but don't spend a long time. Just quickly. So you, you find the words that you don't know. You can kind of, you know, hopefully you understand the sentence, but if you don't, just relax and keep going. That's the point. Don't don't stay on the sentence for a long time, reading it again and again and again. Oh, how do I? Maybe it's just too difficult right now for you, so skip it and keep going. That's my best advice. That makes it more low stress. Uh, I'll just give this question to everybody. What ebook app do you recommend? What do you guys use? I use Kindle because I mostly buy my books on Amazon. My ebooks, uh, but. There are many others. Uh, Vanu says, uh, before finishing class, please explain how to access the movie on Twitch platform. I could not find the Matrix movie. Ah, the recording is not on Twitch. The recording disappears, so you have to watch it live. If you want the recording, you've got got to become a VIP member. They'll get the recordings. The live's free, but you've got to join live on Sundays. Haha, <laughs> Domenico, I will, I hope to accept this offer someday. Domenico Bertone says, uh, uh, my English course will be launched in a couple months. I guess we're planning to build an Italian course. It'd be great to teach you Italian the same way you taught me English. Thumbs up to that. So what will probably happen, Domenico, if I learn Italian, um, it would be before I do the Camino de Francesco the Camino di Francesco, I guess, in Italian, um, someday in the future, probably a few years from now. So right now I'm focused on Japanese. Obviously, I am married to a Japanese woman. <laughs> I have Japanese family through her living in Japan. I need to learn Japanese. Um, I'll probably try to work on my Spanish again in a couple of years the next time I go to uh, Spain to do the Camino de Santiago again. That'll be obviously an important time to work on some Spanish. Maybe after that, um, some Italian. I love. I have to say, I will say this: Italian is my favorite language uh, in terms of how it sounds. I love the sound of Italian. I love it. I just. I don't know why, but I. I you know, I like Spanish too. I like Japanese. They sound fine, but. Italian to me just sounds very beautiful. There's just something about Italian. I love the way it sounds, the way native speakers they just so like much like uh, passion and it's so musical to me, to my ears. And so, yeah, quite, I'd quite like that idea someday. We'll see. All right, now see Pablo says podcast addict. I know a lot of you use this for the for listening to podcasts. I, I have podcast addict, and I didn't know this. They have statistics about how many, how much time did you listen in the application? That's on Android. So I didn't even I didn't even know that. I have to look on my podcast addict uh, app. So we could all you we'd have to some of you might have to switch apps or maybe uh, your podcasting app has this. We'll see. And in June, Pablo listened to 21 hours, 32 minutes. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, now see, here's like Cleefy's talking about too, how you can combine reading with other things and you get kind of like a, like a extra power from it. He says, right now I'm reading Animal Farm while also watching your book club and listening to your audio of Animal Farm while walking. Wow, I feel a huge improvement of fantastic enthusiasm. See, right, that's a great, that's a cool thing, right? Uh, if you choose, especially if you choose one of our book club books, this is what I'm trying to encourage you to do with the book club. So number one, read the book in English yourself. Just do your best. It's okay if you use what the technique I just talked about today. If you don't understand a lot of words, don't worry about it. If you don't understand a lot of sentences, just relax. doesn't matter. Just do your best and read the book in English, the whole thing. Also, get the audiobook, so listen to it. Again, you don't need to repeat every chapter a thousand times, just, you know, but just listen to the chapters a couple times each as you're reading it. And then number three, listen to or watch my book club shows as I discuss each chapter of the book and I the meaning and the deeper messages. And this is like, you know, boom, three, like triple power using the same book. It's a really good thing to do. Cleefy, that's a great idea and I, I like it. Vanu says, I found different apps with the name Gab. I downloaded one that I respect the radio synchronization. Is it? Yes, there are many at Gab apps now. This is why the new Gab system is so powerful because now they can use many different apps. Uh, you, you can use many different apps for Gab. So just, uh, you, you can do, uh, if you follow me on Gab, I'll, I'll, sometimes I recommend different apps. I use one called Fetty Lab. They, they, of course, they deleted it from the Google App Store because Google's evil. But uh, others there are others out there, so you'll eventually find one. Now, here's a good, good advice from Merrick. My tips, choose words that are important to you that you will definitely use. That's a great idea. And in terms of if you do want, some people like flashcards, okay, and they want to write down words and they want to review. But, um, you know, it's like if, you, if you're reading and you have, there's so many words, it's too much. So like Merrick is saying, you can skip a lot of the words, but if you find a word that you're like, oh, I want this is this word's good. This would this would be useful to me in in my conversations. I want to use this word. Write it down, and then you can review it with flashcards or something. You must be aware of what you are learning. Repeat a lot in different context. Yes, create funny expressive associations. Have fun. All great advice. Samuel, and this is fine, Samuel. I'm listening to you so much right now, it's easier to listen than to read. And that's totally fine. And you, you probably, you know, myself, I find too, sometimes like I just want to listen. Like I, I'm not in a mood to read so much, even in English, my own language, right? So I'll just listen to podcasts and watch videos on different topics. Um, you know, like uh, just last month, I was just going crazy listening to videos about fasting, <laughs> snake diet and things like that. And I didn't feel like reading books about fasting. I just wanted to listen. Um, but then other times I'll be really a lot more focused on reading. And it's okay to kind of, you know, just follow what your brain wants. It keeps it gives you some variety. It's nice. 
Misael, I'm going to says, which book do you recommend above all other books that provides powerful vocabulary? None. I don't recommend any specific book. It doesn't, there is no book. There is no specific vocab book. Read any book that interests you. Just read a lot of books. Don't try to find just one book. It, don't, don't worry about that. Just instead, ask a different question. Ask the question, what topics do I want to read about in English? What is interesting to me? What kind of books, what kind of stories, what kind of magazines do I like? You know, and read that. Do you prefer funny things? Do you prefer serious? Do you prefer fiction? Do you prefer nonfiction? Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Or maybe a mix of all of that stuff. So read more books. Don't focus on just finding the perfect book. There's no perfect book. And, and for those of you like Nasser who prefer to listen, get audiobooks. That's another option you have if you want to still increase that vocab. Now, audio, it's a little more difficult, right? Because reading, you can go slowly. You can touch the word, see the meaning. If you're listening, it's fast. If you don't know the word, you just have to guess. You know, instantly, you just have to guess the meaning and or maybe you just ignore it. But still, if you're more focused on listening, if you have more time for listening, like you're out walking around a lot, then, you know, get some audiobooks and you can do that. Hassan says, what, should, what course should I do after finishing Power English? Either learnrealenglish.com or VIP. Choose one. Mehdi! Hi, this is Mehdi from Iran. Good to see you, Mehdi. It's been a while. I know some folks were worried about you, but I know you get busy sometimes. Good to see you back. Ah, excellent. Ibrahim's jumping ahead to our next book. Now I'm reading Your Money or Your Life while listening to the audiobook to prepare for the book club show. Wonderful. Again, I love, I personally love that combination of read a book and listen to the audiobook. So you can, you can do it any way you want. You can read a chapter, then listen to it. Then read the next chapter, then listen to it. Uh, you can repeat the listening more usually because you're out walking and you can just play it again and again and again. But then at home, you can just read through it. Um, that's a great book. And that's our next book, Your Money or Your Life. I didn't know they had an audiobook for that. That's great. Yeah, like Christy says, many great classic books are free. You can just download and read, read, read. It works. And the free audiobooks are also available on YouTube. It's going to be slow at first, but you'll get faster. Yes, many of these old classic books are now free. There's no more copyright. You know, so, you know, like a book from 100 years ago, you can just read it for free. You can find it online. Free. And they're great stories, you know. There's so many great ones. Huh. Baha says, I'm reading Sweeney Todd right now. It's interesting. What do you think? It's not my kind of story, <laughs> but uh, 
you know, it's a famous one. Uh, it's pretty bloody. Um, but yeah, I think it's great though. If you like it, if you like those, some people like that kind of horror, you know, scary stuff and crime. And um, if you like that, then read those books. For, perfect. There's a musical for it too. Yeah, like, so see, N says, I don't know about meditation. So I'm going to start with the book about Dharma and meditation. Please introduce a book related to this topic. Well, you could read uh, uh, Atayarji's book, Sanatana Dharma, The Eternal Natural Way. Um, what else? Meditation. Sunru Suzuki, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. Um, that's a good one. I think just mainly meditation. And, um, well, there's more philosophy. Well, Dharma, you're interested in Dharma, so Alan Watts, any of Alan Watts' books, he has a lot of them. Any of any book by Alan Watts, those are in English. He was British. So the I those are very good. You can also find some very nice uh talks, some very he did a lot of nice speeches, Alan Watts did. Uh, he has a very nice clear uh pronunciation very intelligent guy uh some very nice talks about dharma basically alan watts you can find them on youtube yep and you can use uh videos especially if you're a little more advanced lisa's saying i'm watching movies that interest me so you can also use movies heal transcendence i always turn on the english subtitles i that's a good idea I hear pronunciation, I see the words at the same time. I learned a lot of new words from it. Perfect. Some of you guys are more into movies and TV shows, so you can do it that way. You got the English subtitles on, so you're kind of reading along, right? And you have to read fast because the movie's moving quickly. And then you're hearing the pronunciation. It's almost like audiobook plus book at the same time. But you also get the other extra benefit of the action in the movie that helps you understand maybe. Also a great idea. Ah, oh, reading a good book, by the way. Spomenka Guzina. I'm reading 20 pages per day. I just finished the book, The Pillars of the Earth. Now, I want to read that book, but I saw that there's a movie. Really, it's a, kind of like a mini-series. So good. Okay, here's, uh, here's someone uh, recommending. Oh, it was Mehdi. Mehdi says, I use Foxit Reader and Moon Reader. So there's two kinds of readers. Foxit and Moon. F-O-X-I-T and Moon, like the moon and the sun. Moon. Thanks, Mehdi. Amir says, how to improve my English when I have a toxic environment? I want to practice with others, but they don't. Well, then just focus on reading and listening. The other thing you can do is try to meet people online and do, you know, chat on Skype together. So again, follow me on Gab and you can meet some other people. Ashti says, can your mini stories help me learn more English vocab? Yes, absolutely. And learn deeply because there's a lot of repetition in those stories. So of course I put, I try to put some vocab in there. I think you might, that, that'll be useful. Kidget, can I learn 250 words a day or not? 
I don't know. It depends. What do you mean by learn? Like active vocab, that would be a very big challenge. <laughs> Passive? I don't know. I mean, I guess if you spend all day, uh, I, I have no idea. It seems like a lot. I don't really worry about counting it so much, honestly. Okay, Omar, uh, I have a problem with spelling. How can I fix it? Read, 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 read is the number one way. Number one way. <laughs> Alexi says, when we started Brave New World for a book show, I wanted to read it in the original, but then I saw the first two pages I understood. Oh man, you're not ready yet. And that's okay. <laughs> that's also okay. Sometimes you'll find a book or whatever, anything you're reading, and it will just be so difficult that you just, you can't understand anything. You know, even you, you tap every word, you don't understand the sentence, you don't understand the next sentence, the next sentence, and finally you just, it's okay, you just have to realize this is too difficult right now, I need to read something easier. And believe me, with Brave New World, as me too, now I understand it, but the point is uh, I chose the book because of the, the messages, but then, uh, you know, when I was preparing to do the book club show, I read the first chapter. And, and it had been a long time, like many years since I read that book. And uh, as I was reading the first chapter, I thought, oh my God, this is going to be too difficult for most people. <laughs> this is going to be way too difficult. But you know, it's okay. We're still enjoying it, right? I hope you are. It's still a great book. Uh, and that's my job then is to explain the meaning and help you guys understand it. Things dreaming in English. When I sleep, I always dreamed that I was living in America. I learned English from my dream. <laughs> cool. Nice, Ping. Marat, sa Marat says, I want to read books about medicine. Is it okay? Yes. If you're interested in medicine, uh, if you're studying medicine, then absolutely. Jump down to the bottom because you guys are going fast again. Ashwarya says, can you make more videos on English literature topics like Animal Farm and Brave New World? Because I understand you better than my professor and, and I enjoy it. Lots of love to you. Well, um, Ashwarya, I, we will continue doing the book club. So I will guess. Every Saturday, we will do book club, so we'll finish Brave New World, and then we'll do the next book and the next book. And we do, now we alternate, right? We do fiction, nonfiction, fiction, nonfiction. So right now, we're doing a fiction book, Brave New World. Our next book is nonfiction. It's about money. It's called For Your, it's called Your Money or Your Life, not For. For, it's <laughs> Your Money or Your Life is our next book. Uh, Jama asks, is it possible to directly link to you for speaking? Um, no, I don't do personal teaching. I don't. I just don't have time. I'm sorry, guys. This is the best I can do. REM says, thanks a million for being here for us. You are welcome.
Okay, now, Tayaki says, I like books about philosophy, but reading them in English must be too difficult for me. I hope I can read them easily. It, well, no, you can read uh, philosophy books. Some of them are not as difficult. Some of them are very, right? Especially kind of the old ones, the old classic original ones of, of Western philosophers, especially, I find. They had the same disease of academic writing, unfortunately, where they would try, they would, <laughs> a lot of uh, Western, meaning European uh, philosophers, you know, they would always try to write in the most complicated way. They, and when you, when you finally spend a lot of effort to f- figure out what they're saying, you realize it's actually quite a simple idea that they used seven sentences and a huge vocab and all these complicated sentences to say something very clear and simple. This is one reason I like, prefer Eastern philosophy much more because overall, traditionally, they, uh, they have the opposite approach, which is they try to cut through all the bullshit and say, you know, communicate these philosophical ideas using the simplest and most clear words, sentences, language as possible. That's why I find it most of the Eastern, Eastern meaning Indian, Chinese, especially Indian and Chinese, uh, just so much better. Um, read Alan Watts. Now that's Eastern. Although he has a, a little bit with Christianity. He, well, he, he used to be Christian. He, then he be, changed and became Buddhist. Um, but uh, Alan Watts has uh, a lot of great philosophy books that are quite clearly written. They're quite clear. He was a very good speaker. He did a good job of taking complicated ideas and communicating them in a direct way. So you can start with that kind of philosophy book. Um, Yeah, that'll work. Try that. Moises says, I've recently been reading Bible stories because I know them in Spanish. What else do you recommend? Perfect. You might try watching some uh, uh, Christian or Bible-based story, uh, like TV shows, movies. There's some old, like you know, there's like the old Ten Commandments movie. Um, there's 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 some old ones that are quite good. That are you know stories from the Bible. Um, they're movies, uh, so videos, that kind of thing. Nama says, let's begin a course effortless Spanish with AJ. What do you think? Well, you have to wait on Spanish, guys. I'm doing Japanese now. <laughs> so, uh, but you guys can go for it. Now, for Spanish learners, I always recommend my good friend uh, Oscar in Barcelona. Starting with him, unlimitedspanish.com. I used his lessons. I love him. He's got these great mini stories, really good stuff. Effortless Spanish is a great, I mean, unlimited Spanish, sorry. Unlimited Spanish is a good place to start. UnlimitedSpanish.com. Diego, do you know any good books about self-discipline? Uh, yeah, I do. Let me put my, pull up. Let me open my Kindle for a second. There's a few written by Navy SEALs that. Um, I got so many books in here. It's hard to find stuff sometimes. Um, let me see if I can just find a couple titles. That will teach you about self-discipline. Ha <laughs> Too many books. Huh. 
All right, let me just do a search. <laughs> uh, S seal. Here we go. Okay, yes, here's some. Um, self-confidence. There's one called Self-Confidence is the title, and it's by David Rutherford. He's a Navy SEAL. David Rutherford, R-U-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D. And there's one called uh, Mental Toughness. Mental Toughness. Navy SEAL Mental Toughness. And then number three, The Way of the SEAL. The Way of the Seal. Those are three books about self-discipline that are all quite good. Music World suggesting a book club, The Lost Symbol. I'll check it out. <laughs> all right, I'm going to give a joke answer. Best English Club asks, which, sir, which one language is easiest in the world? Well, of course, English. Hmm? Hmm? Easiest for me, by far. If you want a serious answer to that question, <laughs> um, I personally don't know, but what I've read from people who've learned a lot of languages, I have had a lot of people say the easiest foreign language to learn, meaning, uh, you know, one that you don't know, is... Uh, um, Bahasa. So it's Malay or Indonesian. It's basically the same language. I know it's a little, there's some, little, some differences, but uh, from what I've heard and read, a lot of people think that that's the simplest language. Grammatically, very simple. Spelling has an alphabet, so you don't have to worry about Chinese characters and stuff like that. Um, so that's what people say, but I don't know because I don't speak that language. So, But that's what I've heard. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's another one. Altair, another good one. You Can't Hurt Me. Another good book about self-discipline. This guy's a crazy man. David Goggins wrote that book. Yeah, you want self-discipline? This is the man. This is the champion of self-discipline in the world that I know. This guy, David Goggins. Maybe too much self-discipline. <laughs> Read his, you listen to his stories, and uh, you think, maybe it's a little too much. Jeez, this guy's crazy. He's done some just unbelievable things using just his self-discipline. He's a powerful guy. So, Ibrahim Ali says... Um, I prefer TV shows more than movies. I like watching without subtitles. I understand 80% or more. Now, see, that's great. If you can understand 80% or more, then you can turn off those subtitles. Should I use the movie technique or just watch one time and enjoy the show? Either way, really, Ibrahim, um, it's kind of what, 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 what are you wanting and uh, what do you enjoy? Now, because you're more advanced now, you probably can just watch and not do the movie technique. The movie technique is really designed for people who are at a lower level who really cannot understand much watching one time. You know, it's for people who watch, you know, they, they watch maybe 10 minutes of a movie. They really can't understand what anybody's saying. So they need to kind of go through it kind of step by step, like reading, you know, they got to back up, rewind, pause and stop, pause and stop, use the dictionary. It's for the it's for people like that. When when people reach your level where they watch a TV or a movie, um, 
you know, part or a long one, and they're understanding most of it, then you can kind of just start watching a lot and don't worry about the movie technique. Just watch more and more and more TV shows, more and more and more movies. Guess what you don't understand. You'll get a more, you'll get a lot of repetition. Your guesses will get better. You'll start learning more. So it, it kind of, it just depends on your level and what you're wanting. For you, I'd say just watch a lot. Wow, Iba, here's a he's a polyglot. English is an easy language as far as I can say from my experience. I already speak Polish, Russian, and Ukrainian as a native. A Ukrainian as a native. Plus, I'm fluent in English and I'm studying French and Japanese. Wow. Nice. Well, you're impressive. Rawaz, reading a book in three days. Is it quick? Well, I don't know. I read most books in one day. Uh, I mean, and I'm talking nonfiction books, not like a big novel, right? Big novel, I'll need more time. But uh, for nonfiction books, you know, which tend to be a little shorter, uh, the pages aren't quite as full. I can read most nonfiction books, business books uh, in just a few hours. So it just depends. It just depends on your speed of reading. That's all. Um, oh, I can't do that in, I can't do it in Spanish. I can't do it in Japanese. So just that, it just depends. Here's a book recommendation from Aishwara Gurav. I just finished reading a book called Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Have you read the book? I uh, have not. So I, I don't know. Nice title. Sounds, sounds good. Aryan says, Aryan Upsilon, reading and reading culture will help you expand your knowledge day after day. Well, this is the other cool thing is that if you read interesting things, you're learning other things. You're learning knowledge, right? You're uh, maybe you're learning, you know, reading and enjoying nice stories, or maybe you're reading nonfiction and you're actually learning useful knowledge in different areas of life, and you're also improving your English both. So it's a good combo. Ah, uh, Mehdi with a Mehdi Faraji says this is a nice idea. Dear Coach, I'm reading the Matrix script. Very good idea. Instead of watching the movie. In some ways, you know, that's a great combo. Do both is what I'd say. I want to improve my theatrical skills. After that, I'll leap to the next stage. Does it work for fluency or not? It's a great idea. Yes. Read the script. Good idea. Good idea. If you're an actor, you could practice the parts. Novi, with the common problem, Novi Octaviani, Octaviana, sorry. Uh, hi, Jay, I can understand listening and reading, good, but it's difficult for me when I'm writing in English because of the grammar. Well, indeed, and writing is probably the most difficult one. Why? Because the rules are strict. Because in writing, indeed, Everything has to be perfect. Ideally, you have to be perfect. You can't make grammar mistakes. Now, this is for um, 
what I would call formal writing, right? This is if you're writing for business or writing for school. Now, if you're just writing emails to friends, if you're just writing little Facebook posts for fun, then you can make mistakes. It doesn't matter. It's no big deal. If you're just doing text chats and stuff, you know, People use bad grammar all the time and wrong spelling for that kind of writing. So again, you have to realize that maybe on one hand, maybe just relax and do more casual writing like that. Focus on doing stuff on Facebook and chats and things like that. Writing emails to friends and things. But yeah, when you start trying to get to that highest level, then this is where the grammar rules finally <laughs> become a little important. But even then... A lot of your writing will come from, uh, your writing skill will come from reading a lot, where you're basically unconsciously um, repeating sentence patterns and phrases that you have read many, many, many times. So you're, you're kind of using those patterns that you get from all that reading, and then you're using it in your own writing. Uh, and that's kind of the beginning stages of learning to write well. Because if you can't, you know, there's just, even with writing, it's, you can go more slowly, but you just can't analyze the grammar of every single sentence you write. You'll never finish anything. You know, you have to just be able to write a little more naturally and just make some mistakes. And maybe you can find someone who will correct those mistakes for you sometimes. And most of all, just continue to read, read, read a lot. And this will kind of improve your natural grammar better and better it takes time that takes time don't don't be upset about that it takes time look here's the point if you were you know you want the truth about writing a lot of native speakers cannot write well a lot a lot a lot okay a lot of americans a lot of canadians a lot of british people are bad writers and they use terrible grammar and they're not good at spelling and the sentences are not clear. Many, okay, as I said before, many, many, many college professors are terrible, terrible, terrible writers. Horrible, confusing writers, okay? So don't feel bad as, as an English learner. Look, there are a lot of native speakers who cannot write well. And by well, I mean clear and understandable. I'm not talking about being a professional writer, an artist. I mean just writing in a clear way. So you can relax a little about it because it's a, it's a problem even for native speakers. Uh, was the picture on your cover photo on YouTube uh, from an uh, Ephros English ceremony seminar in Vietnam? Uh, I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is, yeah. That's right, yes. Yeah, it's from one of my seminars I did in the past the big audience wow Giuseppe says uh, I'm wonder wondering about Mr. John Taylor Gatto he's just great as you are yes he died this year unfortunately but uh, wonderful teacher wonderful alright it's about time to go Let's choose one more. So uh, Andrea says, uh, I claim watching movies and TV series, reviewing the videos is very helpful. 
They're not that long. They come from native speakers. I'd like to be able to shadow. All good ideas. Yes, you can repeat. Uh, you can watch the same movie or the same movie scene several times as you like, especially ones you like that you enjoy. Uh, you can try the shadowing technique if you like that. Give it a try. Um, you can use the subtitles, turn them on, and then later you can turn them off. There's lots of things you can do to use movies and TV shows and videos uh, to make them useful for you. And you can adjust depending on you know, your, your level, your ability of listening and uh, how difficult the movie is. So sometimes maybe you use the subtitles and you repeat the scenes many times. Um, and maybe later you get better and uh, it's an easier movie. So maybe you turn off the subtitles and you just watch it once. It's up to you. You're the boss of your own learning. That's what's great. Okay, guys, that is all for now. Lots of love to you. So read, read, read. Follow me on Gab. Tell me your ideas for this challenge. We could do a reading challenge. We could do a listening challenge. We could do a reading and a listening challenge. So tell me your vote. Tell me your ideas on Gab.com. Follow me at AJ Hoke. Also, tell me your suggestions for apps so we can all count count our hours. And I'd like it so we can all we can use like apps or maybe a website so we can see everybody at the same time, right? Like not so much not just individual, but we can all see our numbers at the same time. And and it'd be great if we can have an app where it kind of ranks it, like we can see who's who's got the most hours, who's number two, who's number three. That would be really cool. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. All right, so join my VIP program. As always, join my VIP program. And you'll get those movie, those recorded movie lessons also as a VIP member. So it's a good reason, an extra reason to join my VIP program now at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. See you next time.